Welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. I'm your host, Dawn Sinkula, CEO of Digital Dawn, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. Here on the Ecom Profit Podcast, I open Pandora's box and share with you and other ecom business owners weekly topics that will help you explode your business online. I outline my tried and true secret sauce, the D2D method, that's guaranteed to bring your business results. As an entrepreneur myself, I try to pull out all the same entrepreneurial passions in others. So get ready to be fired up about your business and let's have a great time. Welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. Welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. I'm your host, Don Sinkula, and today I have an amazing special guest that I am super excited to talk about. Tamara Zantel is here with us, and she is the entrepreneur extraordinaire, mother of many, and an amazing entrepreneur. And I'm really excited to talk to her today about a business that she helped start and some of the things that she's doing now because of that business. So welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yes. Well, let's just start off with a little bit of your background. So tell us a little bit about you, who you are, and and give us some context as to why you are so amazing. Absolutely. So um, I'm the mom of five. I have five rock star, amazing uh, young moguls. They're actually not young moguls. They're all adults right now. (laughs) My baby's 20, so pretty much I'm free. Um, So my background actually surprising is, uh, might be surprising to to you, uh, Don, is that I'm a practice management consultant and also a licensed mortuary scientist. So that's what I actually went to school for. That's what my training is in. Yes. And I actually worked in, um, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So I worked in the mortuary science business. That was my idea of like how I was going to like make money through college. Cause the goal was to become a doctor. I wanted to be a, an obstetrician. Sure. And, um, so I went into that. My father's a pastor. And I'm like, you know what? People are dying every day. I can make a lot of money doing this. So I've always had this since I was 12, this like business mindset. Sure. And how do I make the most money as quickly as possible? So right. I started my first job when I was 12 and it just went from there. So I did that for a little bit until I had my uh, first child. And then I went into business management and consulting and doing all that. And I did that for about 15 years. And the reason I left that amazing experience was I call my, um, I call it um, when I became a corporate dropout. Yeah. Because my, at the time, my 15 year old daughter, Zandra, she, we had started a plant-based skincare business um, together when she was nine. And around 2015, 16, the business started to explode. And um, I decided that instead of helping other people build their million dollar brands, I wanted to help her build hers. Exactly. Yeah. So Zandra is the plant-based skin company of your daughters, but you as her mother have really taken on the role of operations CEO helped guide her, mold her. Um, I know she's a fantastic entrepreneur herself and mindset and obviously got a lot of the same skills as her mother as far as ambition and drive and things like that. But this, this skincare brand has like exploded over the last several years and has just gone crazy. You guys are in Target, you're in lots of local businesses, probably all over more places than I even know. 
But gosh, you know, getting started in this field as an e-com business, you know, can you kind of tell us a little bit about, well, first of all, I know Zandra wanted to get started. She kind of, but tell us the story of, of how this kind of came to be mm-hmm. and sort of what your role was in helping her through this process. Absolutely. So um, obviously our, you know, our process was a little bit different than the average e-commerce right. store right. Uh, because she was only nine. So the the product line grew over time. Mm-hmm. Um, but the idea came from her obsession with makeup and lip gloss and all things girly. And at nine, yeah. the idea of having a full face of makeup was not going to happen. So, <laughs> um, so, so we, we settled on like shiny lips, like you can do lip yeah. gloss, you know, maybe something that smells like bubblegum be great. Right. Um, my child took that to the next level. She decided that, well, f- first her dad was buying it all over the place. Every time he came home, he was buying all these different things <laughs> she would see commercials for, see in the store when we were shopping. Right. And he was like, you know, you really should learn how to make your own because this habit of yours is getting a little expensive. Right. So she took matters into her own hand. She went to the microwave with Vaseline and crayons and food coloring. And it was just a science experiment for over a month. Yeah. And I noticed this in her. I, I realized that she was not going to give up. Yeah, She is very strong-willed. She's similar mm-hmm. to me a little bit, a little bit. And uh, <laughs> she was determined to like make this, make her own makeup. Yeah. So we ordered a kit, um, a lip balm kit from online, and we made our first lip balm. It was absolutely terrible, but she was so proud of it. So that's what <laughs> mattered. Right. That's, <laughs> right? that's what mattered. Right. right. So it, she was so proud of it that someone at church gave her a dollar for hers, for one um, lip balm. And from that point on, she was like, I'm going to make more so I can make lots of dollars. And I was like, oh, well, man, that oh. means you're starting a business. So it kicked oh. off that summer. By the time she was 11, we were in it about a year and a half. Um, she was making body butter and just everything, <laughs> like everything. everything. It, was, right. it was insane. And I was, you know, moving up in my career. I was excited about business, excited about my, you know, the children and life and everything. Uh-huh. And so I just kind of went with it. I was like, okay, let's order more shea butter. Let's let's yeah. try this. And it quickly got out of hand. Yeah. Yeah. In it a got good out way. of hand. Yeah. It, well, mm, I thought it was good. However, <laughs> at this point, so this is a good opportunity for me to tell you what I would do differently. Okay. Yes. So if we yes. were starting over. I would have, I, I didn't know anything about, even though I had ideas of I, an idea of business, I knew how to run a, a practice, you know, a oh, medical right. facility, but understanding target audience and competitive right. analysis, all those things that I had no idea. I wasn't even right. thinking that way. For one, I think it was because she's a kid. She's cute. Right. This is not a big deal. And then I wasn't thinking that way because I was like, she wants to make everything we can make everything. Let's right. sell to the world. And that was a major mistake. Right. Clearly, we all know that you have to niche down. You have to, your, your, your product has to be, you know, focused on one demographic, a specific person, if you will. Right. And right. we were making everything from soap bow ties to body butters and dog sev. It was pretty Yeah. Cool. You know, the interesting part about this, and I know a lot of our listeners are kind of at a place in their business where they've started it out of need in a lot of cases, or they've started it because they're fulfilling a gap in the market, or they haven't found what they wanted. And they've kind of decided to, you know, start something, do something, any of those types of things. And, 
you know, understanding kind of who their target audience is and maybe not doing everything for everybody or creating mm-hmm. something for everybody is, is super important. Tell me a little bit about once you realized kind of how things were starting to get bigger and out of control, what are some things that you kind of looked at and said, okay, wait a minute, we, we got to slow the train down or I got to leave and help or how, how did it kind of come to be full circle then that you sort of started helping her run this yeah. you know, massive empire that you guys have now? Yeah, absolutely. So what we were doing was exactly what you said. We were responding to our customers' requests. We yeah. did a lot of vending. Um, being online wasn't a huge thing then. And then I was also yeah. worried about the internet safety and all those different things because she was so young. Um, right. So we did a lot of in-person events. So it was like, oh, this is great. I would love it if it came in strawberry lemonade. So then she would make that. Um, and then we realized, the moment when we realized it wasn't going to work, yeah, at the pace and the level and, you know, how we were doing everything was when orders on the internet on her website would come in. Um, and it was a very janky website in the beginning, I have to tell you. <laughs> but we survived. And she actually made some sales. It worked. Um, is when someone would order a lip balm that was like strawberry, lemon, lemon, lavender, vanilla, like she had like 38 flavors and you could customize. Uh, I was like, Xandra, this is insane. We can't do this. And then she yeah. was getting tired of being all over the place. And then we were uh-huh. wasting money and we sure, right. So you have right. all these different flavors and all these different, you know, so it just, it just, the inventory was so hard to keep up with. And then there was a lot uh-huh. of waste. So that's when I was like, you know what, this business is growing. She was getting more attention locally here in our area. Um, she was clearly excited about continuing the process yeah. and creating and learning more. So I said, we're going to pause. I yeah. signed her up for a couple, um, you know, plant-based skincare uh, formulation classes so she can actually yeah. learn how to hone in on her craft. And then mm-hmm. I decided to take that same time to learn how to build the business right. Yeah. So we both pretty much went to school and started to educate ourselves so that we could do it right. We're like, if we're going to yeah. do it and we're spending so much time, we need yeah. to learn how to do it right. So that's when the, everything started to change. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, taking a step back to take a step forward, sometimes people don't always do that, right? You know, they don't always recognize that it's okay to slow down a little Mm -hmm. bit and to pause or to shift or to change directions as needed so that you can move forward more quickly and things like that. So when you started and really started to niche down and really got your formulations correct and started figuring out sort of, you know, what you wanted to give or the products that you wanted to have for your audience, things really started to take off then even more so, right? Absolutely. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. So at 13, she graduated from the University of Buffalo School of Entrepreneurial Leadership and um, they, it was a, f- a year long program for her. She was the youngest to ever graduate. And through that process, she was connected to a mentor. Best, mm. best experience ever. Yeah. Um, because what she and um, her mentor were able to do was really get to the nitty gritty of what she wanted, the impact she wanted to make on the world. Right. And through that work, and she started to rebuild her business plan. And through that work, she realized like, we have to start over. So we yeah. took a full year to start over. We rebuilt the business. So from rebranding and uh, the other thing that was really critical in this moment is the investment. 
It was yeah. time. I had to realize that I had taken her as far as I could take her. Yeah. And we had tapped out on our own expertise and our own understanding. And now we need to call in, call, we needed to call in experts. So yeah. we had to hire a designer to help us rebrand the company uh, to what she said, you know, the impact she said she wanted to make to her yeah. own personal style, to our, you know, our target audience. Yeah. We did the work. It was hard work. There were tears. There were yeah. tears, lots of tears, <laughs> lots of stress, lots of just throw the whole thing in the trash. Right. But we came out and and when it, we started to see it develop and we realized that we were building a movement as opposed to just lotion, yeah. Um, yeah. everything started to shift. So right. we made more money in the first quarter after our launch than we did the first, the whole two years prior. That's it amazing. insane. How cl- once we got clear, everything mm-hmm. else opened up. So, you know, the the business plan, a lot of people don't take the time to do that, right? Mm-hmm. And I work with a lot of entrepreneurs who have thought about it, are, like I said, fulfilling a need, they couldn't find it in the market, they've decided to do it, or it's their, you know, passion project, and they've kind of thrown it out there, and then they get really frustrated when it doesn't sell. Mm-hmm. Or they've made a few sales, but they just can't seem to get it to the next level, Tell me a little bit about sort of what you did with that business plan. Kind of what did it look like? How did you think about it, you know, as far as your growth and how did you use that as sort of the foundation for the next step? Absolutely. So she and her 13-year-old Glory, she's the one who actually put it together. But even to this day, it is actually like a roadmap for what we're going to do. So it's updated often. And the whole, the biggest impact that that plan had on the business at that moment, and even today, was really what? What do we really want to do? What is it going to? What do we want to look like in three years? What do we want to look like in five years? And who else is doing what we're doing? So we were able to identify through the process of building the plan um, who's already where we want to be, who's you know where we want to be, our competition, yeah. And we were able to look at other companies that had the same target as we did and yeah. what we loved that they were doing the things we didn't not we didn't really love that they were doing and how we could be different unique and you know kind of you know stand out from the crowd right. um, in addition to that it gave us an opportunity to kind of map out what these product launches were going to look like you know yeah. what's the you know right now we 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 went from having i think 50 different scents to <laughs> it was insane to having seven like seven, yeah. it was heartbreaking, but we had to do the focus groups. We had to do right. the research and see what people wanted. And then once we did that, we were like, okay, these are, this is it. And not even seven, it was five, seven products, five different scents. That yeah. was it. So the product line, yeah. we relaunched. I mean, you went from really big yes. to really, really small. So it was 35 yeah. thing, actual SKUs is what we had yeah. um, nice. when we relaunched, which was a big, it was huge because yeah. we had so much yeah. before. Um and I just think the plan is what held it all together. It sure. kept us moving and made sure that everyone on the team, which was our family, still is, yeah. Uh, yeah. knew exactly what they were supposed to be doing because we knew exactly what the goal was that we were trying to meet that quarter, that year. Um, yeah, I I am a big fan of doing a business plan or having a roadmap or having some sort of strategic mission, vision, goals. And I mm-hmm. think that's such a critical piece that people miss, particularly when they're doing it in the online space, they somehow think like, if I build a website, 
people will magically come and I will sell all this stuff. And it's in the, you know, it's out there for everybody to see. And why aren't I selling anything? And, you know, and a lot of times it's because you just really haven't been thoughtful in those launches or are you selling the right products? Have you done the research? Are you looking for, you know, people who are doing that in your space, looking at just what you said, the competition and understanding Mm -hmm. their successes and how they've gotten to that point. So I think that's a really important factor in, you know, e-com in particular, but any business, but in the e-com in particular. You know what I think? I think that as, you know, the internet and all this, the way we communicate as it it grows and, you know, we can touch and we just yeah. we assume that it's going to be a lot easier. So those old school ways that people think, yes. oh, a business plan. Nobody has a business plan. Nobody oh, does that anymore. Oh, it's <laughs> right. like, um, you need a plan. It doesn't have to be a 38 page right. <clears throat> extension of your life. However, yeah. you need to have something. You, the basics still need to be there. You need to understand exactly. your strengths, your weaknesses, understand when it's going to be time to hire, at least start to think about that. What is your space going to look like? Like, you know, for a lot of us with products, we need to think about our production facility, you know, how we're fulfilling everything. All those things need to be, um, you know, in detail. Um, And I feel like the other reason why a business plan was so critical to us and and, and actually helped us to, to grow was when it was time for us to look for funding. You know, yeah. competitions and other opportunities for investment, or even if it was just a, even if it's just a thousand dollar grant, or right, right. you know, a fifteen hundred dollar mentorship opportunity, or to um, be enrolled into an accelerator or something like that. People want to see your plan, and exactly. if they don't want to see it, you need to be able to articulate it so that way they know that you've planned for the future and that you exactly. you plan to grow. Without that, you just I kind of feel like sometimes without that, you have a hobby. Yes. Yes. That's it. <laughs> right. And and I've said that many times, like if you're not focused and treating this like a business with a plan, with a vision or mission or financial understanding and all of the things that you just said, then you really just have a hobby. Right? Absolutely. And, and that's what you're doing is, is creating a hobby business, which is fine for a lot of people. Right. Yeah. And then that's all good. But if you're serious about selling stuff on the internet or in brick and mortar, you have to have a plan, right? You got to have a plan. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit now, where is um, Xandra's business? Kind of give us a up to date now, where are things, what, what does the future look like? Oh, so um, the future is bright. It is really quite awesome. Uh, Xandra just turned 21 and that's exciting in itself. And yeah. she did something really brave recently that I, you know, felt like I thought I was going to die during the process. You know, as a mom, I was like, I don't know if I can handle this. She decided to take a break. Yeah. Um, she pulled rank as the CEO of this company. And and she's like, I'm, I want to pause. Like, I don't yeah. want to do this. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do this. And you would, I was like, but you were on break like all last year. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't matter. It didn't matter. She's the boss. And I'm actually super proud of her that she decided to just pause so she can figure yeah. out what she wants to do, whether that's go right. back to school or start another business or travel the world. She's really trying to figure it out, but I'm, I'm super grateful that she's in the position where yes. the business, her company that she started at nine can t- continue to run and bring in revenue, um, pay the bills and more yeah. so. And, and she be f- experienced what freedom looks like at 21 years old. That's you amazing. Know? So yeah, it really is. Cause I mean, at 45, I'm like a little jealous. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, we were talking before the show, like, hmm, what are we going to be when we grow up? Right. Exactly. <laughs> I think, you know, when you're 21, the, the world is out there, right? And you have no idea what you're going to do. And to yeah. be in a position where you have a business that's been set up properly from the beginning mm -hmm. that can run by itself and that you can 21 or 45 step back, take a break and still have yeah. income coming in. And that's, that's amazing. amazing. I mean, that's what we all hope, right? We, yeah. we all wish and want that. So it's amazing that Xander has built that. And I really love the mission and the vision that you and, and Xander have built around the company and giving back to, you know, girls and STEM programs and different things like that. And I, I just, I think that having so much um, sort of mission, vision, values really helps create that solid foundation so that when, oh, you know, if people, maybe somebody wants to buy Zandra, maybe somebody wants yeah. to, you know, I mean, it, it, the possibilities are endless, right? They, they have been endless. And specifically, not only with the interest from investors in regards to the movement that we've built, but also um, brand collaborations. That's another right. thing that she's been exploring. And because we're so clear on who we serve, how yes. we serve them and who we're for, um, yes. And who we're not for, it's been super easy to identify those brand collaborations and then they just come to her. So that right. way when she decides that she doesn't want to do this, there's so many other opportunities, other things that she can do right. because of that clarity. You well, know? and there's something to be said about knowing what you're not doing as well, yeah. you know, Absolutely. and and I think that's part of, you know, running a business is understanding who you don't serve, what you're not going to do and, mm -hmm. and staying the course. And sometimes people forget, like, you're not serving everyone, right? Yeah. Or you're not going to be involved in every collaboration. And it's okay to say no to people. And it's okay to, you know, walk away or step back from an opportunity if it doesn't fit within your your core values or what right. your mission is. Absolutely. So, but you have to have those core values first, first. which comes right. all part of the plan. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Well, you're now kind of doing a, an amazing thing yourself as you're kind of coming into, you know, what do you want to do when you grow up? And you're yeah. helping young moguls based on your experience, obviously, that you've had with Zandra and helping her create and craft this amazing business. Now you're teaching other family members and children how to do this themselves. So tell me a little bit about, about this adventure that you're on. Absolutely. So, you know, when we first started with Zandra, it, you know, it was, it was tough. It was tough. Starting a business alone is, is not easy. Yeah. So starting yeah. it with a child is even more scary. So I remember around, you know, when she was about between like, probably about 13, I remember thinking, I really wish I could connect her to other kids that are doing what she's doing, that are operating yes. in Arizona Genius, that are, you know, traveling the world and doing all these creative and, and different things. Her, our life has been always been very different. Yeah. And so has mine as a parent manager. You know, I didn't mm -hmm. have that many um, parents that were, I mean, I would reach out to like Disney Channel parents and try yeah. to, connect. but the, the interesting thing about that, Don, is a lot of the the celebrity kids their parents weren't really running the business of their child, their child's business. Yeah. You know? So it was a different dynamic. So I saw an opportunity. The opportunity was to bring these young moguls together 
and also bring, you know, together parent managers across the globe so that we could have a safe place to be, to support each other, to leverage each other opportunities and just sometimes just to cry or just to right. say it didn't work or what happened, you know, or how you get through it. Right. 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 You know? Um, so I wanted to create this space. And so that's what raising a mogul is today. So in about about 2017, I was like, okay, well, after I got Xandra settled after, you know, dropping out of corporate corporate America, I was like, you know what? I'm going to start this movement so that way I could touch all these parents or at least create an opportunity for other parents to to connect to each, each other and for the kids yeah. to do the same. So right now, um, my goal is to help other families do what Xandra and I have been able to do, what our family's been able to do in about half mm-hmm. the time or less. And I say yeah. half the time because it took me a couple years to realize yeah. uh, tomorrow. <laughs> you don't know all that. You need to just go on ahead and hire somebody. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's time to stop that and start something new. And once I realized that, like I said, the brand just took off. But um, so I'm speeding up the process, kind of sharing my, you know, the pitfalls and the things that I did that I would avoid now so that they don't have to have the same struggle. So we have the Raising a Mogul community on Facebook, which is a free Facebook group. We have close to 4,000 families in there, 4,000 members. Yeah, with kids that are living their dream, you know, wanting to start businesses, grow their businesses, everywhere from acting to modeling to bakers, product-based businesses, just kids that are just literally living their best life. And they're amazing. Little little entrepreneurs. And I'm not necessarily little, but I've had the opportunity to be part of a a couple of your um, events that you've done. And it's been so amazing. And I have a young entrepreneur myself, my son has um, started or did start a Mojo. His name is Joseph. So Mo as in lawn service, Joe, Yes. his name, lawn business, right? And he's got a lot of his entrepreneurial spirit from his mom too. And I think so many times I, I, just to what you're saying, like it would be great to have resources available or to be able to guide him because, you know, they don't always listen to their moms, no. right? When mom gives, you know, advice and recommendations, she doesn't know anything. But if somebody right. else wants to give it to them, <laughs> it would be really great, right? Yeah, yeah. So Absolutely. That resource. Yeah. Yes, well, that's why we kind of separated. So it's grown into. So Xander actually started. Um, we have a program called Young Mogul Prep School, and she yeah. started that when she was fifteen. But as she started traveling and speaking, and the brand took off, we paused. And that's yeah. one good thing I want to say, Don, for for your listeners, is that we we've mastered the the the, the pause. So when yeah. things get a little crazy, or it starts to get less fun, or it gets, it's like we just learn how to pause. Let's yeah. figure it out. What do we really want? What don't we want? And I in 2015, Yamogo Prep School, her co- she was actually coaching other kids. It got to, it, it was a lot for her. So we paused sure. it. But yeah. in 2020, we were able to restart it again. And now Young Mogul Prep School is an awesome um, academy for young moguls where we work specifically with the kids, helping them yeah. um, so that they can learn as real CEOs to mind their own business. And Love then we that. have programming for the parents, helping them develop their uh, parent manager skills so that they understand how to respond to, you know, offers and, how sure. to, you know, you know, brand the business, all these different things so that together Instead of it's mom dragging the young mogul or dad dragging the young mogul, it's like, you got to get your work done, get motivated, do it, do it, do it. (laughs) Or the young mogul being like, I would do so many things if my mom was on board. Together, they're working together so they can build a family empire. It's amazing. It's amazing. And I know you are 
continuing to grow and expand that part of the program and um, really getting people involved. And I think for anyone with children who even slightly have that entrepreneurial spirit, this is definitely something to check out, see if it's a good fit. Um, and really take advantage of that entrepreneurial spirit that your kid has. I mean, as entrepreneurs ourselves, it's amazing to see it in young children and yeah. to really help nurture that and grow that so that they can also build their own empire and Absolutely. turn into Xandra someday. Absolutely. <laughs> and the thing is, this is what's missing in a lot of, and, and, and I yes. work with a lot of homeschooling families. So they're mm-hmm. trying to figure out how to in, infuse entrepreneurship and business into their, their lesson plans. Yeah. And then they're, and then it's like the schools are a premium that, that offer entrepreneurship as classes yes. or electives, you know, and it's just right. not that available. The opportunity exactly. is not there for a lot of our kids. And a lot of parents see this entrepreneurial spirit in their kids. And they know that not every child is meant to be a track star or a singer or professional dancer. So it's like, what is your child's extracurricular life look like? You know, it could be all of it. You know, I had my son started a a t-shirt brand and he's an athlete. He's a professional football player, but he's still an entrepreneur. Right. So I just think exposing our kids to all these opportunities and positioning them so that they can make choices is really, um, is a game changer. When it comes I agree to- with you. And I, I think the opportunities for, for young children are even less, right? When you get into high school, college, you have opportunities to learn yeah. about marketing and entrepreneurship. But when you're, you know, in elementary school, even or junior high, and you've got some of those spirits coming out yeah. in the entrepreneurial mindset, you know, where do you go for any of that stuff? And if you as a parent are not necessarily an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. which many are not, right. um, and their kids are, you have no way to shepherd yeah. them into the right place to understand what or how to even help them. So I think this is an amazing, amazing program. And I think it's something that um, it's already got legs, but I think it's something that will just be a, a huge success as anything that you Thank touch you. always I'm is, so obviously. <laughs> it's so, so good. Well, are there any last thoughts or tips that you would give someone who, let's say maybe is at a place where they've started their business and they're going, but they're just not really getting a lot of traction? Any any words of wisdom before we end? You know, I would say practice the pause. You know, the pause is really important. And sometimes we feel like a pause is failure. You know, it's like, oh, I have to stop because it didn't work. And now I have to admit that it didn't work. Or I have to tell people, you don't have to tell anyone anything. You just pause so that you can get better. You know, like being still sometimes just like with us as as human beings is important. Same thing with pausing the business just to reevaluate. We need to take time to look at what worked last quarter. What didn't work? Like I'm putting how many hours in and I'm getting how much revenue out. When you pause, it's scary to look at those things, especially if things aren't going that well. But it's so important so that you can pause, get the help you need. Right. And sometimes that's an comes at an investment. But if you want to play at a higher level, you have to invest at a higher level. And that's the bottom line, you know. Right. So understanding that 
and um, if recommitting after a pause is super important. You know, getting right. your ducks in a row, really deciding what you want your brand and your business to look like. How many hours do you really want to work? Right. How, you know, uh, the products you have even speaking to your heart or your soul anymore, you know, thinking yeah. about those things, they're important instead of just responding oh, to the desires and the wishes of your customers who are going to buy one thing and you'll never see them again. <laughs> you right. know, so right. come up, take the time to develop the systems around this dream business that could, um, you know, literally be, be your legacy. I think if you look at things from that point of view, you'll, yeah. you'll pay more attention to it and really give it what it needs. I think that's such great advice and something you don't hear often from entre entrepreneurs in, in taking a pause. But I agree with you. So important to really mm -hmm. evaluate where you're at and what you want to be doing in the future. Yeah. So that's incredible. So as we wrap up, tell people where they can find you. Where can they um, learn more about Zandra as well as the programs that you're running. Give us all your deets. Absolutely. So Zandra, you can find all over the interwebs at Zandra Beauty. The website is uh, ZandraBeauty.com. And um, she's in stores all over the world, all over the nation, uh, in Target stores, we're in Walmart, and lots of different stores. So yeah. you'll find Zandra just by a quick Google search. So myself, you can find me at Tamara Zantel or at Raising a Mogul. Um, yeah. We have the Young Mogul Prep School. We have Young Mogul Speakers Academy. Mm -hmm. We are, have really done the work to build curriculum to help your young mogul soar right from the beginning all the way through the starting and the growing of their business. And I also work with parent managers, um, helping them hone in on their skills so they can support their young mogul and really build yeah. this empire that they dreamed of. I would also love to invite you to join us inside the Raising a Mogul community, free Facebook oh group. Gosh. There are a lot of us. Ask your questions, give advice, support, mm -hmm. all the things. Yes. Yeah. Just learn from others that are doing it or are on this journey. It's so helpful to have a community of people to support you and to ask questions. And, and this is a great free resource for a, a lot of um, parents and it's great. It's amazing. So thank you so much for being on the show today. I really, really appreciate it. This was a fantastic conversation and I think thank so you, helpful I to so it. many of our listeners. So thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you like what you've heard, I'd be so grateful if you'd leave a review and don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you'd like to see if you're a good fit to work with the Digital Dawn team, head over to digitaldawnagency.com forward slash contact and let's book a call. Thanks so much again and until next time.